This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. We're going to be talking about transportation in the U.S. And we have some really interesting information. Uh, and let's get started. Many nurses, in, when they're coming to the U.S., don't realize that there are different, that the country is just so big. There are so many different areas and the transportation in those areas can be very different. So today we're going to learn about some of the different areas in the U.S. and what kind of transportation is available. In most places in the U.S., you have to drive. So driving, buying a car is going to be really, really important. And this can be very confusing for any international nurse. I know even for myself, I came to this country 21 years ago. On the 4th of July was my, my anniversary. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Independence Day, it really made me independent. Yeah, I know great. even for myself, one of the things that I was really always so scared about was driving in the US because I came from South Africa. We drove on the other side of the road and, and that is you know really scary. We're gonna learn about the different forms of transportation. We're gonna learn about driving lessons. We're gonna learn about buying a car. What are the different options? What is the difference between leasing and purchasing? What is an APR? What does that mean? How do you register a car? What is car insurance? How do you go about getting driver's license? There's a lot of stuff to uncover. Okay, so first question. This is really probably more for Nurse Juan, Rommel, and for Joe. And if you can maybe share with us, first of all, just a little bit about yourself, where you are, where you live, and how long you've been in the US. And then tell us about, before we talk about driving license or buying a car, tell us a little bit about the transportation in the area where you are currently living. Who would like to go first? Maybe ladies first. Joe. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. I'm in Georgia right now. So our, we don't have um, like train or anything. We just have buses. Um there's like no other means of transportation but a private transport. So um, I'm already like three and a half years here in the U.S. and I am using my private car to, you know, to go about. When I first came here, I used um, Uber and Lyft when I don't have a car. And then afterwards, when I got my car, uh, I, I used like a private transport. I used my car. Okay. And Joe, as with many people all over the U.S., a car is the most common form of transportation in the U.S. Unless maybe you live like in New York City or in San Francisco or Chicago or something like that. And Joe, just out of curiosity, did you know before about Uber and Lyft? Did you know how to use it? No, actually, I don't know about anything about Lyft or Uber when I came here. But like there are some other nurses who came before me in the, the apartment that we're um, staying in. So they teach us about it. And it's really easy. You just download the app and then you need a credit card, you know, to, to pay them um, and give them some tips. And that's one thing here in the U.S. You always have to give tips. <laughs> okay, exactly. So today we're going to learn a lot of very important uh, tips. Um, okay, thank you, Joe. 
Rommel, I think you were you were wanting to tell us about your location. <laughs> <laughs> My location is pretty unique. So thank, Tanya, thank you for the team for inviting me. I am based in New York for 10 years now. Although because of the current situation of the pandemic, we are allowed, I'm personally working in Pfizer. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell you that, but I'm telling you anyway. So I work in Pfizer in a corporate office now. Um, and we have a work from home situation. So um, I want to divulge that I'm in the Philippines currently. But I keep flying back and forth if the occasion needs me to be in New York. Um, I've been back to the Philippines since February. I've been here. And I'm planning to go back to New York again in August. So to answer the question in New York, I don't want to own a car. Uh, the reason behind that is because the commute here, the commute in New York is really pretty awesome. So we re-ride the buses, the train, um, and it's pretty, pretty um, easy. Um, and as Joe was saying, in New York, we also have the Uber ride. And I think it's pretty much easier for everyone now with, with the app. Um, if I want to spend a weekend, for example, in Long Island in a beach or go to New Jersey, there are a lot of um, taxis. Or the Avis Rent-A-Car is pretty awesome as well. So you can rent a car for a day or two. So I don't, I, I'm not sure if I would want to own a car in New York. But some of yeah. my friends do. Okay. And well, I can tell you for sure that I would not want to drive in New York. <laughs> that is a pretty scary experience. We're not that bad of drivers. <laughs> not that bad, James. <laughs> no, a little aggressive. Just a little a aggressive. A little aggressive. Exactly. Little aggressive. I come from, come from South Africa. Everybody's very polite on the road. It would take a, a big adjustment. Um, but so, Rommel, when you went to live in New York in the beginning, um, what was what was new? I mean, you, you spoke about um, the Uber Lyft uh, or the Uber Lyft app, and you spoke about maybe like taxis or Hertz. What about the subway? Did you use the subway at all or trains? I, I, I use, yeah. So sorry, I use the subway every day. So I live in uh, Queens, so that's around 40, 45 minutes train ride from my place to Manhattan, where I work at. Um, but when I was starting ten years ago. I was working in um, in Queens, so I just need to take a taxi or a bus. But when I started working in Manhattan, in Pfizer, I have to take a bus ride to the train and then a train ride directly to Manhattan in 42nd Street. So it's still pretty easy. I just need to wake up early. <laughs> long, long commute. James is smiling because he knows what that's all about, right, James? Like Seeing those cars, um, so I live in Long Island, not to, not to cut in, but I live in Long Island, so very familiar, Ronald, with, uh, you know, if you're on Long Island, you, you will need a vehicle because it's not as, as, as accessible as New York City, but every day I drive to the office and I, and I drive past the main road that goes into New York City, and mm. I just say, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it every day that they just drive in there, two or three hours to get in, two or three hours to get home. It's it's a challenging thing. So when you can take the train or you can just jump on a bus or, or as Ronald mm -hmm. mentioned, where you can uh, Avis purchased Zipcar yeah. a few years ago where you can rent a vehicle just for a few hours and drive yeah. out to the beach and, and enjoy everything that New York has to offer. It's uh, it's definitely very beneficial when you're in the city and to own a car in the city. Very, very expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. And James, I have to and Tanya, I have to tell you a secret. I I still catch around 30 minutes sleep in the train. 
Going there you go. <laughs> exactly. As long as you're in the quiet car, right? As long as you're in the right. quiet car, you right. just kind of, kind of, and nobody ever follows the quiet car rules anyway. But it's they're supposed to. Uh, but it's you know everybody takes that sleep, and everybody I know that takes the train tells me the same thing. It's an extra hour or forty five minutes of sleep. Yeah, that's worth so it. So they're, they're pros and cons wherever yeah. wherever you go. Absolutely. Yeah, Joe cannot go to sleep uh, while she's driving to work in in Georgia, right, Joe? <laughs> No, and, I, I went to New York just like a week ago, and I hate the traffic. But I love the trains. Yeah. Yeah. Rommel, did it take you a while to learn how to use the train system or the subway system? The, the train, the, the train system. Although there's, you know, the, we have a lot of lines, right? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, A, B, C, D, E, F. So, but it's pretty easy if there is map everywhere, and we have this flyer kind of map that they give away in the sub stations so it's i i don't know it, i feel like it's pretty easy it was easy for me yeah good yeah okay so moving on now to nurse one nurse one is in a totally different part of the country experiencing very different transportation options tell us a little bit about that uh, hi, hi guys, I'm Nurse One. I'm from the state of Kentucky. Uh, almost the entire state of Kentucky, there's only two county or two places where there's public transportation. It's in Lexington and in Louisville. Uh, unfortunately, I live three hours away from that, so there's no public transportation in my area. Uh, initially, when I arrived here, I did my research. Uh, you can see there's like a taxi. Uh, but it turns out it's a medical taxi. So it's not the kind of taxi that like a Lyft or Uber, nothing like that. So uh, car is definitely a necessity here. Okay. So there's no getting away from having a car in that area. Blair, tell us a little bit about the area that you that you live in and, and what kind of transportation is available there. Um, I'm actually in Louisiana. So as about far south as Louisiana as you can go, um, and we are more similar to Kentucky. We do have the capability for Uber and Lyft and things like that in our larger cities. Um, in the community that I live in, absolutely not. Um, so most of the people here do own vehicles. We do not have um, taxis. Again, our larger cities, um, like where a lot of our locations are and where I do work, we do have public transportation. However, it is not. Um, it's not utilized very often. So people do either own or lease their vehicles over here. Okay, so we can see already that there's a major difference in the different areas and sometimes even within the state. Like Nurse Juan was saying, I mean, even he's in Kentucky, there's certain parts of Kentucky where there's better transport, other transportation options available, but not where he's living. So mm -hmm. I think you hit on a really key word there, Juan, and that is to, re to do your research. For any nurse who's coming to the US, it's really important that you look at the transportation in your area that you're going to be going to and see what are the options available. Is there a subway? Is there trains? Are there taxis? Is there, is there Uber? Is there Lyft? Um, you know, all of those different questions are going to be really important to be making sure that you are able to get to work, get to the grocery store, you know, take your kids to school, all of those things that you need to do and, and get around when you are coming to the U.S. and you really want to try and make your transition as smooth as possible. 
Um, who can, if anyone has any ideas on this question, my husband has a California driver's license that he had the last time he visited the state, but it is now expired. I'm assigned in Wichita, Kansas. Can my husband renew it in Wichita? Anybody have any idea on that question? Yes. So he can, he can actually um, renew it in Wichita. He's just going to have to show proof of address that he resides there. Uh, and he should be able to just transfer it over to Wichita, Kansas. If it's over five or six years, that'll be a different story. They may ask him to take a written test, okay, just to make sure that he still remembers the rules of the road. Um, however, most likely he should have no issue transferring it into Wichita, Kansas. Perfect. Thank you, James. Um, and this is a question that can come up for many nurses who might get their license in one state and then transfer to another. Joe, I think you had that experience, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, at first, um, when I came to the U.S., we were like um, housed in Florida. And then afterwards, I have to go to Georgia where my assignment is. So I just went to the uh, DMV and then just presented my green card and the driver's license from Florida. And I answered some questions in the computer, like it's an application form right. and pay $20. They took my picture. And that's it. They gave me um, like a paper, like it's it's temporary um, driver's license. And then afterwards, like after two weeks, I got my my new driver's license for Georgia. It's like easy. <laughs> okay. There's always a fee, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> that is true, James. There's always a fee. It's always a fee. <laughs> but I would suggest that any, if anybody needs to transfer a, a driver's license from one state to another, please check the DMV website because that will give you specific instructions on that specific state. Um, um, we have, yeah, did somebody say something? Yeah. No, Tanya, I just want to share that if you have a driver's license from the Philippines, you can have it exchanged in DMV New York for a New York driver's license. So that would make your life easy. Yeah, that's one of the things that we always suggest. If you have the chance and have the time to obtain your driver's license while you're in the Philippines or even an international driver's license, you're able to transfer it into the U.S. And it's much quicker because the joy of 50 states is also 50 little countries with 50 different rules and everybody has different requirements. Um, but that Philippine driver's license or international driver's license really gives you a lot of power when you first come here to the U.S. I know it's time consuming before you arrive, but it's very helpful to help yeah. you kind of get it on the road as soon as possible. Yeah, and, and for, for me, I actually did that when I came from South Africa. Yeah, I had mm -hmm. my South African driver's license. I applied for an international license. And I think I think if I remember correctly, I was able to drive on that for about six months. Yep. So I, I went to like about five months because I was so scared of taking my driver's <laughs> test. I was so nervous. I live in California. They're like, six lane highways it's it's very scary and very overwhelming and lots of traffic um and i waited literally until the last minute until i had to take my driving test because i was so scared so if you're a little scared of getting your driver's license you are not alone many people feel exactly the same and that brings us to the next topic which is getting your driver's license so um, to the panel, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about your experience in getting your driver's license? Joe, do you want to? Yeah, uh, well, for me, because I'm waiting for somebody to talk. <laughs> well, for me, um, 
at first I, I applied in Florida and I had a problem because they won't accept the the one in your passport that you have a visa. So they want the green card. And I have to, to go to another DMV, which is also somewhere in Florida. We drove, I forgot the name. We drove about 30 minutes and they accepted it. And um, for me, it was... Um, not easy also because I have to rent a car. I don't have a, my own car when I came to the U.S. So I have to rent a car and I paid like $50 for insurance plus the car car rental so that, you know, anything that would happen and um, I'm insured, you know, if I will be able, you know, if I'm going to be in an accident because I'm so nervous, you know, to drive in the U.S. It's my first time. And then... I was able to pass. It's really easy in Florida because what you do is you're just in a parking area. They're just going to ask you to left turn, right turn, and then they're just going to ask you a question. What if you're going to park on a hill? So you just, you know, you can read it in a book. So um, also we do a back parking. We do a, um, uh, I forgot the other, um, sorry. <laughs> Parallel park. Yeah, parallel park. Parallel park. And then it was like easy. But I have to first, you know, you have to pass the examination first. There's an examination that you have to pass first. You just have to go Google and, you know, go online and practice, do practice tests and um, do, you know, search for like DMV Florida if you're in Florida. And then just search for questions and then. You have uh, 40 questions and you just need to pass. You just need 35 questions to answer to pass. And luckily I answered it all good. So then I went to the you know driving test and it, it was like easy. Don't be, it's like kind of, um, you're going to be nervous, but it's, it's really easy. <laughs> Well, it was nice. easy for Joe, so that was good for Joe. <laughs> we'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. What about the rest of you? Rommel, what, did you get your, your driver's license? Okay, it's, but my story is funny. I have a <laughs> driver's license in the Philippines, correct? So when I went there, and I felt like there's no need for me to apply for a driver's license except for having my own, you know, identification card. And they were saying, you need to go. Just get one. Um, so I tried. So I have to, to, to apply online. Right. And um, I, I know I've scanned my green card at that time and all of the requirements. I was pretty easy applying. Um, and then you need to schedule your um, the, your exam. That That's how far I can remember. It was too long ago. So I went there, took my exam on that particular day. I took it. I passed it. And then the next step, I believe, was to schedule for um, a, a drive driving the, the driving test um, but I didn't proceed for some reason I've got I've got an ID and that's that's it I feel like I don't I don't really want to drive in New York or in, in the US <laughs> it's understandable. been through the whole journey it's understandable 
<laughs> Although I have driven in the Philippines or been a passenger in the Philippines, and yeah. you know, see some similarities between the driving between yeah. New York City and the yeah, Philippines. A lot, a lot of, yeah, a lot of Filipino James would say in New York, it's almost the same as driving in the Philippines. Yeah. Especially yeah, with the motorbikes, crazy. the motorbikes are, they get right. I'm like kind of like ah, I'm very getting nervous. close to you. Yeah, but it's uh, you know it's, it's very very similar. That that is true. So it, it can be really scary and interesting that everybody is you know seems to have a different ex experience. Nurse Juan, what was your experience of getting your driver's license and any tips or pointers for anybody watching who is going to be having to go through this process? Okay. Uh, for me, I have some tips coming from someone from Leopora. Uh, she gave me uh, like a handbook for the state of Kentucky. It was like 75 pages long, and I tried to read everything. Um, for the written test, uh, I tried answering some few questions online, and it turns out it's quite hard if you didn't read the entire page for the handbook. So I failed multiple times, uh, but it took me like two weeks before I decided to take the written test. So when I took the written test, it was easy enough. It was like 35 items as well. Uh, back then, uh, it was scheduled Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, but now I think you have to get uh, some schedule, like an appointment because of COVID. Mm. Um, the reason why it took me two weeks also because I wanted to practice my driving skills also. Uh, I, had an, I had someone like a Filipino that works as a phlebotomist. She just arrived a few months before we did and she was uh, required to take the written and the road test. So she gave me the instructions how to do the road test. I practice everything, the parallel parking, the three-point turn, I uh, researched some YouTube, those things. Um, but on the day of the test, after I passed, they immediately converted my license um, to the like a actual driver license, actual driver's license. I didn't have to take the I didn't have to take the actual driving test anymore. It was oh, like a bypass that. Wow. Wow, that's yeah. great. That, that was very uh, lucky. <laughs> it turns out uh, your visa status has something to do with that. If you're a green card mm -hmm. like me, uh, you'll be able to convert it immediately here in Kentucky. Uh, but like for my colleague who works as a phlebotomist, uh, she only has like a working visa. So she had to take the driving test. So I didn't know that there's such a thing as different as uh, those kind of rulings. <laughs> um, then uh, my agency was tied up with international auto source, auto source then. Uh, they told me I don't have to get an international permit. Uh, but when I asked the DMV offices here, I went to two DMV offices. They told me I need to have an international permit. So for me, I had to get a uh, proxy someone in Manila uh, to get an international permit for me. Uh, it took me like one week and they sent it back here. So. Uh, was more comfortable driving. But honestly, uh, I should have listened to what the international auto source had said because I really truly believe that I am legally allowed to drive with the Philippine license. Okay. We, we really, you know, it's, we've been doing, you know, we've, we've learned all these rules and we've gone through all these trials and tribulations with all of these DMVs and kind of very similar to what Josephine was saying before. One DM, even though they're all they're supposed to be the same in the state of Florida, one DMV on that particular day may be in a good mood or in a bad mood, right? The DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicle Department is, uh, I think they've been put in place to frustrate everyone here in America. Um, but they can accept one thing one day, one, 
but again, we, we have really tried to work through it over the years that we've been working with, with the motor vehicle departments. And we know it gets confusing, but uh, like you mentioned, if, if you have that international driver's permit, it does make life a little bit easier when you get here. So that's one thing I would suggest to everybody before they arrive here. Yeah. If you can, get your international if you can, driver's exactly. If it's you all can. about time, of course. Yeah. It, it makes a, your life a lot easier when you 100%. arrive. Did you want but to I add something? Yeah. I did my research because I did some video about it. Uh, some states don't honor the inter international driver's license. I uh, forgot which state. I think there's two states that they don't care if you have one. Uh, they don't bother. Something like that. That's what they... That's Florida, what they're that's Florida, yeah. I think it's Florida. Florida, so that's a perfect example. Florida has you know no requirements for insurance, no requirements for driver's license. There's no requirements in the state of Florida. Um, there's no... Like, uh, I'm not sure, Blair, how Louisiana works, but in New York, we have to have our vehicle inspected every year yes. to make sure that it's road ready. Uh, that's not required in Florida. So, it, you know, it's their rules. It's it's how you kind of follow their rules. I suggest yeah. getting your vehicle inspected every year because it's important, but it, to make sure that your car is okay. Um, but it's not a requirement of the state where you're going to get a reminder of the state. And if you don't have it done, you're going to get a ticket. So Florida is a little different when it comes to uh, the, ro the road rules. They're a lot so, easier, but, but yeah. things to worry about. Mm -hmm. So, so James, just in terms of that, if if a nurse is confused about what would be required in their specific state, is it best to look on the DMV website of that particular state? Where's the best place for nurses to do their research? The DMV website. It, and specific to that state, as Josephine mentioned earlier. So always type in, you know, Department of Motor Vehicles for that state. And if you can go as far and, and know the county, type in the county too, because every county has different rules and different taxes and different requirements. So it's, uh, you know, we learned that. And I'm sure Blair sees it when, she, when they're doing loans. You'll do taxes and you'll have taxes for the state of Florida is 7%, but then maybe that individual county has another 2%. You know, it's, it really depends. So um, I would always review it by state and by county. That is a huge thing here. Yeah. We have parishes as opposed to counties, but all okay, of our parishes have different tax rates. There you go. Yeah. 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 Well, that's interesting. So really very confusing for any newly arrived Absolutely. international nurse. <laughs> this is why we are sharing this information to help you, to educate you. It's really important that everybody, you know, gets this information before they arrive so that they can really make, you can make your life, your, your transition as smooth as possible. Um, can UAE driving license be used in the US? I believe so, right? Yes, and kind of like how Nurse Juan was mentioning, it's gonna depend on that individuals. If you get, if you go to that one state that might not accept it, uh, as we talk with any individuals, we always give them the rules for that specific state and for that specific location. Uh, but the UAE driver's license should be fine. Okay, good. All right. so. Just to finish up talking about the driving test, I think, you know, just the biggest takeaway, I, I would think, is to check the DMV website in the area that you're going to be working in, in the specific area, not even just the state. Um, it's important to remember that there are two parts to the driving test. There's the written test and then there is the road test. Um, and the way that different states do the road test can be different. For instance, Joe had to do um, a, a parking, right, Joe? In yeah. California, I didn't have to do that. Thank God. Oh. So, <laughs> so um, different states can be different. And you can, in most states, actually download the booklet 
to start studying even before you arrive in the US so that you can prepare yourself for that written test and gain the knowledge that you're going to need to get in order to pass that piece of it. And, and let me tell you something is when I arrived here, somebody said to me, oh, you've been driving in South Africa for years. You don't need to study that booklet uh, that you get from the DMV. That is incorrect advice. Yes. Please don't do that because I booked my test and the, the it was the, the next day. And then all of a sudden I looked at the book, the booklet and I nearly died because I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> there are certain things here that you just can't know. You need to study. So really a good idea to do that beforehand. Yeah, we just like to cite in Florida and Georgia, like mm -hmm. we have this rule to like move over like when there's an ambulance or there's a police, you have to right. move over another lane. I, I don't know with other states, but, we but get, that's not in the Philippines. That's also in the Middle East. You know, we're not doing that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they just started that in New York as well uh, because they were, unfortunately there was there were some accidents where a, a, uh, a first responder was was injured by someone driving on the road. So it's uh, they try to put it on all the big signs now. And you would think some of that is kind of, a little bit of common sense, That's especially fair. on a highway. You know, you're driving 65, 75, as long as you're doing the speed limit. Uh, and, you know, you're driving and there's there's first responders on the side. But that is a new law that, that's, just been put in, that's just been put in place up here in New York as well. Okay. So, so again, please study. Um, we're going to move on now to um, talking about buying a car. So this obviously is something that's really important for people to understand. It can feel very overwhelming and very scary. You know, it, it's probably going to be one your biggest purchase when you first arrive in the U.S. Yes. Um, it, it, um, you, you know, there are a lot of questions and we're hopefully going to be tackling those questions in detail and giving you a lot of the, the, the accurate information so that you can be informed when you arrive in the U.S. And I see we have a lot of questions in the chat about that. Just one thing I wanted to go back to for a minute before we move on to buying a car, and that is driving lessons. Did anybody here do driving lessons and any tops, tips or pointers about driving, getting driving lessons? Uh, I can start. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, I didn't go for any driving lessons. Um, in Philippines, I drive maybe maximum of two months for my entire life. Uh, other than when I arrive here, it's quite easy to drive, uh, especially for my, like my state. Uh, not much traffic and the roads are wide. And for the DMV, they, they said they really want you to pass a test. They want you to pass a test as long as you don't make any of the major mistakes. You have a higher chance of passing. So you just have to know what to do, uh, what are the routines. Uh, most of the routines for specific uh, DMV in specific counties are the same. Like one after the other, it will definitely be the same. So it's best to ask someone who went to take this before, ask them to check with the routine and do the routine multiple times. Um, I didn't do the test, but uh, my wife did and she did uh, take the, she only took one and she passed. And she never drove any four-wheel drive uh, for entire night. And she did it within like one month. So that's my best tip for you. Try everything, all the routines on the particular DMV place where they do, like for the driving test. And I'm sure you'll be able to ace it during the test. Okay, good advice there, Juan. And um, Joe or Rommel, did you take driving lessons? I, I did the driving lessons way back in the Philippines because I worked as a medical representative before. 
um, from a form- pharmaceutical company. So, but in New York, no, I did not. But I've heard a lot of stories of Filipinos taking lessons. Um, there are, if I'm not mistaken, one or two Filipino driving school that they can hook up with if they want, you know, the tips. But basically, I was told, you know, you really need to unlearn. If you're a driver back in, from your foreign country, from the Philippines, I'm sure you've accumulated a lot of bad habits. So you need to <laughs> unlearn those and, yeah, and, and, and really listen to the, to the instructor for those basic, basic uh, road tri- tips. Um, even as far as, you know, checking the side mirror before um, going inside your car or checking the tires. So, yeah, but I would really recommend if you want to do the driving test to take lessons um, and ask for tips because that would really help as I was told by my friends. Okay, good. Yeah, I think that's good advice. Joe, anything to add? Yeah, to um, for me, I did not do any driving lesson because when I was in the Philippines, I have a car. And then when I went to work to Qatar, in Qatar, I, I drove also. But I would suggest that before you come here, please do um, enroll and do a driving test like in the Philippines. Um, learn the basics. It's going to be helpful because here you have to pay, I think it's $250 for a class. So that's more expensive than I think in the Philippines. It's cheaper. So that's it. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Driving lessons can really be expensive, but especially for those nurses who have never driven before. I, I think it, it, if possible, it is a good idea. So that's something that you need to make sure to put into your budget. James or Blair, any uh, advice on driving lessons? They were required um, in Louisiana. They are required to obtain a permit. Um, now, I took my driver's test 15 years ago, um, but it was extremely easy um our classes are pretty in depth so we don't offer them through the public school system we have to um take them independently and uh there is a written test to pass the driver's ed course and then there's also the test that you have to take at the dmv to get your permit and you have your permit for um six months before you can get your actual license so the rules differ from state to state um, i know some states the legal age for driving is 15 our state is 16. Um, but we did have to take quite uh, a few tests to be able to get our licenses. Now, Louisiana is a very um, conservative state when it comes to driving. So I believe that is the purpose for it um, here. Okay. And we can see then how different the different states are. James? So now I'm going to age myself. So I took my... Test was almost 26 years ago. Um, you know, you think about that, how far, how long ago it was. If I had to take a road test today to, to Ravel's point, I think I would probably fail. Um, probably because of the fact of driving 10 and 2 and checking your mirrors. A lot of, there's a lot of uh, intuitive decisions, right? I don't do the lean like this anymore. That was 26 years ago. Now I'm like this, you know, yelling back at the kids. Um, but it's... We did have to, I didn't take necessarily take driving lessons. We have two different rules in New York. So if you, if you take driving lessons and you go with a, um, with a driving school, you can turn, convert to a a real driver's license at the age of 17. Uh, however, if you don't, you have to have your permit at 17 and then it converts to when you're 18, it converts to a license. So I didn't take those driving lessons. My, uh, 
I, I learned from my father and my brother who were both yelling at me, telling me, stop using two feet, stop doing this. Cause you think it feels like you're playing an arcade game, mm -hmm. you know? So you're using the two feet and it's, uh, that's how I learned many, many, many years ago. Um, it is a good idea as, as Josephine mentioned to take driving lessons before you actually come to the U S because of the fact that of the, the, the costs, they can charge up to $250 for a class or up to $75 an hour. Um, so it gets very, very expensive. So it's, if you're uncomfortable with driving and you want to, you know, just make yourself comfortable and just get the feel of the road and, and kind of what, what nurse Juan was mentioning, you notice the routine. You kind of, I, I would suggest just taking that, maybe that one lesson or, or going with somebody, a friend or a colleague and going out there and just kind of driving and, and just getting comfortable. Cause you don't want that first time to be during that test, you know, right. where you kind of lock up and, and you get a little nervous because it can be intimidating. Definitely. The more you can practice, the better. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.